quarter past ten, and it's time to say hi to Steve Vines on a very uneventful week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Listen for the crickets. Yeah. I'm going to let you talk your what's-it-off today, because I know you were floating around Central and Admiralty, but one question from me to start is, we've seen what happened everywhere over the past few days, and yet it seems... I don't know about empathy, but the government is not budging. And my my humble question is, what is the thing, the golden goose, the thing that we just don't know about that's that's creating this reaction well, or I, lack thereof? I, I, I think the thing that actually we do know about is that the government is no longer even vaguely in control of events. Everything is now done through the central government. And when people say, oh... Do you think this extradition law was something that was imposed by the Beijing authorities on Carrie Lam, or do you think she acted on her own initiative? I'm in a minority, and and this is based by talking to quite a lot of pro-government legislators and other people who are close to the administration. I'm in the minority who genuinely believes that Carrie Lam thought this up herself as part of her shoe-shining attempts with the comrades in Beijing, who are increasingly agitated about the fact that she hasn't brought in the National Security Article 23 legislation. So she is trying to tell them, oh, well, look, don't worry about that. I've got all these other dastardly plans to, um, you know, to, to do Hong Kong down. Leave it to me. She brings this in, and there is no initial response from the central authorities. How do you know this? You know this for the simple reason that um, they didn't, the, the, the phone lines from the liaison office in Western didn't start buzzing. I think they, they then had a think about it. They then got their orders from Beijing. And it was at the point at which the phone lines from liaison office started buzzing to the legislators saying, you will vote for this. I spoken to two legislators who said we were thinking of voting against it until we got the call. So now they have to abstain. Yes. They, they, they're not going to do that. Well, you know. Know, they might have to go to the dentist. When you've been to poodle training, you, 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 <laughs> you, um, you, you know when to sit and when to, when to lie, etc. I, I honestly I think that we're talking at people who've been to poodle training. And incidentally, I don't want to be rude to poodles because, you know, they're, they're really not that bad. But anyway, um, no, they'll do as they're told. And they won't do as Carrie tells them, but they'll do as they're told if they hear it from the liaison office. So the liaison office was busy telling legislators what to do, busy behind this so-called mysterious petition where apparently nobody's actually seen it, but there you go. There's apparently a petition with hundreds of thousands of names supporting the legislation on it. I Wouldn't you want to show off Well, I would think if that. you had a genuine petition, you might want to, to reveal it, but there you go, that hasn't happened. They're behind the desperate attempts to get various organisations who you've never heard of and never want to hear of again to issue public statements in support of the legislation. So I think the way it went is Carrie did a bit of shoe shining to get it going and then the big boys came in and said to oh, for oh, yeah. goodness sake, for goodness sake, we'll deal with this. You're, you're useless. That is why she's dead. In your opinion. In my opinion. Humble opinion. You know, I love that, that, you know, that wonderful New Zealand expression, you know, 
the hamster's left the cage, but the wheel's still spinning. <laughs> don't, but that's brilliant. <laughs> that's where we are. Let that's me, where we me, are. Let me invite our listeners to uh, write on in. Some people have. He's got some they emails have. in front let's, of let's Today, just, just say what's on your mind. Uh, yeah. Either find our Morning Brew Facebook page or morningbrew at rthk.hk. All ears. Go on, Steve. So we've got a, a, um, a, uh, a message from Tom here. He says, like most people and certainly others on the 1.3 million people march, I'm greatly in sympathy with others about this law. And the meaning for our legal system. I know, I knew Carrie in welfare and was saddened that she should become the instrument of China. I recall that she had two sons at school in the UK. I believe they may be working in Beijing. I wonder how they feel about this. They're certainly not in Hong Kong. Difficult for you at RTHK. Unfortunately, I'm not an early riser and been travelling a lot to Penang, so often miss back chat. But that's all right. This is an even morning brew. We'll take your name. You've got it wrong, Tom. <laughs> um, get, get up earlier and go to bed earlier. So right? we've got Jonathan. <laughs> Carrie Lamb has uh, brought this on herself, as usual, and those around her are totally out of touch with the depth of feeling about this and other livelihood issues. Instead of looking at the massive demonstration on Sunday and thinking that it might be a good idea to pause and reflect by trying to rush through the legislation, she effectively dismissed all objections with a disdainful wave of the hand. It was a reaction of supreme arrogance not unusual among Hong Kong's ruling elite. Insulated as they are from real life, much of this comes from a lack of proper elections, which means that she lacks any popular mandate and any functioning political antennae. It's most unfortunate she would have ignored public opinion in such a high-handed manner if she had faced... It's most unlikely, sorry, she would have ignored public opinion in such a high-handed manner if she'd had to face the full electorate. The question is, will the DAB now continue to give her support? Answer, yes. If they do, they could face a massive backlash in the next co next LegCo elections That's from people right. who will not forget the part they play. Actually... That's uh, an interesting bit. That is an interesting... Actually, Jonathan, before we get to the LegCo elections, we've got the district elections coming up, and I think they will face a backlash there. I mean, he makes some very good points here. And the basic point that he's making that I find very interesting is these people, and I mean Carrie Lam, and I mean Regina Ip, who dismissed the enormous marches back in 2003 against Article 23 legislation as people who had nothing better to do on a Sunday. Boy, did that get people out on the streets. These people, but to be fair to Regina, she has since taken part in the election process and has got a lot politically smarter. It is the ultimate political training ground. Carrie Lam, on the day of 1 million, 1.3 million, whatever it was, let's just call it a million, people were out on the streets, was busy, get this, you can't make this up, she was in Sai Kung, opening, the violin. opening a pier <laughs> that had already been opened, yeah. but apparently it had new lighting and benches put in. She's got an amazing sense of priorities. She went from Sai Kung, we're talking about last Sunday, to Ocean Park with the performing seals. Sorry, you can't make this stuff up. She then, she then, at the end of the day, because of course there's radio silence during the day, and at the end of the day, says, you know what? They're wrong, I'm right. That's her response, not, I'll listen to what they say, not, this is very interesting that so many Care people have concern. come out. It's, it's, her first response was, well, you know, there's a lot of people there, but they're wrong and I'm right. And her second response, because she hadn't quite insulted people enough, was say, do you know what? <coughs> I might listen to what people in the pro-government camp say would be, <coughs> excuse me, 
useful as amendments to this legislation. I won't listen to anybody who was on the march. I won't listen to anybody in the Law Society. I won't listen to anybody in the Bar Association. In fact, I won't listen to anybody who doesn't agree with me. But I will, perhaps, on a bad day, listen to people from my own supporters' camp. Boy, I mean, even if, even if, she didn't intend to listen to people who actually oppose this bill. Don't you think it would have been an idea to at least pretend that you might want to do that? Absolutely mind-boggling. She then gets on television yesterday on CCTV, and let's, let's call it what it is, you know, it's the um, central government's living incarnation of a television station in Hong Kong, and goes... <laughs> My husband says they're unfair. Well done, husband. He's still in the marriage. That, that's good. I like I like families that slay together to stay together. I, I'm un misunderstood. I really... I, do, do, do. That came... That came a couple of hours before she'd ordered. Or maybe she can't order anybody to do anything anymore. We don't know. She's so hapless. People in the police force to fire tear gas on very young people or at least who are in blanche to, do, to so. do so now she now then classifies that as a riot well unlike carrie lamb i was there yesterday and i know what a riot looks like i've been covering news for a very very long period of time i'm sorry to um be ageist reverse ageist here but i do know what a riot looks like this wasn't a riot i saw these kids armed in t-shirts very threatening that some of them uh, admittedly had umbrellas, you know, when it rains they have umbrellas, anyway. Um, so they looked about as terrifying as, you know, that, that little moggy in the window, honestly. These were not... But I understand, and there's always this, there is an element in the crowd, and I believe that there was an element in that crowd, who are bent on confrontation. Yeah. Yes. Yes, there were. I actually didn't see them, but I'm, I'm quite prepared to believe that there were those people there probably a couple of hundred I would say but where I was standing which was near the United Centre in Admiralty and when I say standing everybody was standing there they weren't moving even chanting slogans mainly Gaiao, you know add strength to Hong Kong nothing else um, and the cops just suddenly started firing off tear gas now the rules of engagement as I understand it in a real riot are that when you're attacked you respond when you believe there is an imminent attack you respond but people standing there in t-shirts chanting slogans is not an imminent attack so surges of what they were actually doing was clearing the road that's what they were doing and they decided to do it in this brutal way with with tear gas now not where i was but where some friends of mine were they were then firing these blank uh, bullets, you know, that sounds as though it's quite innocuous. It actually isn't. No, you can get a very nasty injury, as um, unfortunately we saw yesterday. Some 70 people were injured yesterday. Yeah. So, you know, this is an excessive response to a largely peaceful protest. And then yeah. to insult the people who are attacked, to describe them as rioters... <laughs> Talk about taking and biscuits. Now, this announcement by the police chief, this is officially a riot. You think, OK. But then you find out that that terminology has got, on, got its own little Easter egg, the word riot. Yes. Official. Well, that, that's what that, that, is. That, what that means is they, they have the ability and the... Um, what's the word? The, the um, mandate. Mandate, yeah. yeah. The mandate 
to use forms of force that shouldn't be used on normal presentations. Uh, sorry, normal protests. Mm. So you've got, so far we've had tear gas fired at very close range. And I can tell you in Admiralty, the amount of tear gas in the atmosphere was stultifying. Again, you know, thanks to these wonderful people there. I mean, I was, I didn't come equipped for this, but I was instantly given a mask and goggles to, to mitigate the effects of this. A friend of mine who, who unfortunately was very close to a, um, a tear gas canister, which caused her to fall down and what have you, was immediately picked up, given water by people on the streets um, and, you know, sort of dusted down and, and sent back on her way. So, you know, this was a... <laughs> we've got to get the record clean about this. This was, in fact, a peaceful demonstration, which was only really became violent when the police decided or the police commanders, obviously the individual policemen don't make these decisions, decided that they wanted to clear the streets. That's when things got nasty. As we've seen, they've had a Pyrrhic victory. The streets are indeed clear. I mean, I haven't been down to Admiralty today, but I gather this... Well, I, I, I know someone who has been there. The streets are clear. Yeah. But, um, I mean, this is, this is absolutely fascinating, but my point in asking you that was... Yeah. The word riot comes with a much heftier sentence, doesn't it? Oh, oh, sorry, you're quite right. You're quite right. You're uh, talking about... If, just, just the well, technicality e e of saying yeah, this is actually, a riot. Actually, you're, you're quite right, because if you've declared that there's a riot going yeah. on, you don't have to prove that that person has done anything violent. Their mere presence is part of um, the ability of the police to charge them with rioting. Which is so big, you could, which is big, isn't it? Which, which, which can incur very long sentences, and we know that sentencing in Hong Kong is extraordinarily long. So, you know, you clear the streets, you've thrown your tear gas, you've shot off your, your blank bullets, and now what? Yeah. Well, um, P.S. here from Jonathan, who who, who uh, sort of said this at the same time, he said yeah. maybe, maybe the police will escalate to riot status also because anyone arrested in a riot area can be sentenced to 10 years even if they were not doing anything. Yep, Jonathan, uh, anything you want to say, it's Morning Brew at rthk.hk or go and find our Morning Brew Facebook back. Still with Steve Vines after the news. Still in with Steve Vines. Well, during the news, we got some emails. Okay. Uh, Martin, good morning. He said, I was rather surprised to hear police in riot gear shout, come over here if you've got the balls. And then he puts the Chinese characters in. He's a fluent mm. speaker, this fellow. Uh, but later I saw videos of much worse. He said, a school teacher who was there to keep watch over her flock noted that in recent years the police had been recruiting dropouts and was very distraught at hearing the police using triad taunts. What has happened to Hong Kong's finest? Thank you, Martin. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting point. I didn't see that particular thing but I mean it does pain me the, the the way that the police are so obviously being used as a political battering ram I mean the whole point you about think these the, young boys wanted to be there yesterday well do you know what I'm saying yeah but the whole point about the integrity of the police force is it's maintained by it being a neutral enforcer of law and order so when you've got the police playing all these games with numbers about how many people turn out at rallies, when you've got the police at the front line of a peaceful rally mm -hmm. doing the sort of things that Martin's talking about, you get very worried. You really do, because it, it, it's a much longer-term impact. It's an erosion of civil society, and people need to think about this. You know, as, as I say, the government's patting itself on the back says oh we've cleared the streets you know that's good we've showed them you know yeah you come out here you'll get what for well done chaps but 
it, the cost, the long-term cost of this is horrendous. All right, let's say good morning to Archie, whose email says, they were rioters, exclamation mark. He says, hi, the Hong Kong police chief needs to be sent to Bangkok and Korea to learn what rioting really is. Don't you think so? I not quite sure of your point there, Archie, but yes, you've seen those videos. Yeah, when it I mean, if you've, uh, honestly, if you've been at a real riot, you know what it is. You but know, writing was the technicality, as we mentioned. Yes, I know, but, but, but he's right. Archie is right. If you've actually been at a riot, and I have been at a few... Um, it's, a few. It, it's it's like an elephant, you know. Describe it. Mm, I don't know, but when it comes charging towards you, you sure as hell know what it looks like. Yeah, and that's what a riot looks like. Let's it's very these, easy. Yeah. So we got another email here. This is from um, Mark. Mark, and he says, Carrie Lamb's self-centered crocodile tears and statement that changing course would be akin to a parent giving in to their children. Uh, evidence of her inability to listen to the people of Hong Kong, young, old students, lawyers actually living in Hong Kong. None of them carries children <laughs> who strangely chose to live outside Hong Kong. Hmm. That's true, actually. Let's go to another... Oh, freedom... Yeah. Well, free, Sorry, fr freedom is, is, is defined by some as nothing more to lose. The youth of Hong Kong have grown up in the shadow of democratic voices, permanently silenced in Tiananmen Square, put behind bars after Occupy Central, and falling on deaf ears in the current controversy. Where do they go from here? to have their voices and concerns heard. The government seems to delight in the cries and struggles of its errant adolescent SAR as their grip tightens around the throat of Hong Kong. Sadly, more protests and cries of anguish will only feed this twisted pleasure. Perhaps Carrie's tears were therefore designed to feed the desires of her masters rather than endear her to Hong Kong residents. Mm. I'm just thinking so, once again about... Uh, yeah, thanks very much, Mark. Keep them coming. Yeah. I'm just thinking once again about Archie's thing. When you see these videos of it kicking off in Seoul, like the cops use the same tactics the rioters do. You see cops with brick bats and... Yes. One, of the things about, one of the things about those rioters in Seoul is uh, they come armed. Yeah, now, that's what I'm saying. As, it's the same. As, as I say, what, I mean, you know, I was there. I can tell you what I saw. Yeah. These people were armed with T-shirts. And in my general estimation, a T-shirt is not an offensive weapon, but I might be wrong. So here we have, we have Drake. He says the police... Oh, it's interesting. He says the police started clearing everything after the protest has successfully taken the LegCo protest area. But they cleared the rest of the protest with disproportionate violence, firing bean, beanbag bullets and rubber bullets. At one point, they raided Admiralty Centre and the adjacent footbridges. Well, I saw that, so that's... Um, Quite, quite true. The protesters at the High Court and Lippo Centre of Footbridge drum on the railings as they chanted Chat Boy, which means withdraw, and it's echoed strongly like any army drumming in a valley. Then the police fired tear gas into the High Court with a high trajectory over from Lippo's... Oh, he, he mentions the name of Steakhouse. I don't think we need to <laughs> give that publicity. But, see, time, but I mean, this is, this is... this. He obviously was there... Um, and his observation of what happens strongly coincides with what I saw. And actually, most people saw who were actually there. I mean, the people I, I heard somebody on, on back chat this morning who just wasn't there, talking utter rubbish about what had happened. Mm. But, you know, you're, you have the right to do that. Can I just divert for one second? Because it is some, there is an interesting aspect to all of this, which perhaps isn't immediately obvious. But the, the, the central government is extremely keen in dislodging the DPP from the presidency of Taiwan at the moment. There's presidential elections are due next year. 
<coughs> and they think they'd found this candidate in this wonder kid from from Kaohsiung who who um the more he's exposed to the media phase but never mind um and they 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 seemed they thought they were on a roll they got the dpp on a run they terrified the dpp and people supporting it by saying you know if you vote for them you'll never you'll never be able to you know have a have a harmonious society or economic relations with us blah 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 well that actually was working quite well until this the tide has turned Hong Kong has helped the tide turn for the DPP in retaining power in Taiwan. The 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 Guomintang who who Beijing is supporting are in an absolute mess because they can't viciously attack the leadership in Beijing because that's not what they do. But they've had to they've been forced to denounce one country two systems as a viable proposition for Taiwan. Mm-hmm. And everybody in Taiwan who is commenting on this is saying really you think we want hong kong here really one country two systems for us so you know it's very interesting these are this is the unintended consequence but it's a very big consequence because for for the people's republic of china mm. taiwan is a much bigger prize than hong kong they want taiwan to come back into the fold and they're doing everything in their power to make sure that doesn't happen and unfortunately for us in hong kong this is where they're doing it mm. i mean also on the foreign front which is getting more and more more and more interesting is the level of foreign interest in this now you have people like matthew jung suggesting god bless him that you know all these people out on the streets on sunday the one million were there because of foreign intervention oh my god this is the this is the the you know the late this is the last last resort of a rascal as they always used to say you know when you've when you've when you've drained all your other arguments go to that one i mean it's just rubbish i'm not even going to spend time debating it but the fact is that meanwhile out in the real world hong kong remains a important international center absolutely dependent on the the ties that it has with the international community mm. and you've seen statements coming out the latest one was from the european union the british foreign secretary who's actually slightly preoccupied with trying to become the prime minister at the moment also took time out to issue a statement in support of the protests donald trump who sort of said whatever s- hope you get on hope ho- <laughs> hope we can get this sorted out yeah. Meanwhile, where the grown-ups were in in the United States political system, in in Congress and in the legislature, both sides of the House, which is a very divided House in the United States, mm. have come together on this one. Uh, you heard Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House of Representatives, say last night, "You know, I think the time has come for us to reconsider the United States Hong Kong Act. This is the Act which." in not just for trade but for for a whole range of other things including incidentally the issuance of visas treats hong kong separately from the rest of the mainland she's saying if they bring in this extradition legislation i think we've got to look at this again because mm. how independent is hong kong really from the rest of the mainland this is piling up it's not a little it's not a little bubble of concern it's a very big outburst of concern 
So rather than have a, a childish discussion of the stupid idea that somehow the demonstrations were organised from abroad, as, remember, C.Y. Leung alleged of the Occupy protests, he had irrefutable evidence of that which nobody has ever seen. And if the time was ever right, it was yesterday. It, it, it <laughs> could have been yesterday or it could have been any time at all. But, yeah. you know, when, you're, when your irrefutable evidence consists of a plain sheet of paper... It's a problem. Let's go to another message. You must have sparked some interest here. Let's go to a message from Gloria. Uh, Steve, <coughs> what do you think about the economic impact? Do you think the government will take more notice if Hong Kong's role as a global financial centre is threatened or the United States reconsidered the US-HK Policy Act? Well, indeed. So, um, Gloria has a point because you've seen... I mean, you saw... Isn't it interesting... You saw in we know about the U.S. Hong Kong Act because well, um, actually, a lot of us don't. I mean, no, but, but the point is, it, you know the, the crucial point about it is that it, it gives Hong Kong a separate status right. in U.S. policy from the rest of of, of China, and it's very be beneficial to Hong Kong. And if we lose that, we lose a lot. But even on the domestic front, very interesting. You have the bid. <laughs> from this mainland, I mean, this you can't make this stuff up. From a major a mainland company that's very active in Tianjin, we, who made a bid for this major redevelopment in the Kai Tak site, which withdrew it, yeah. citing social and political concerns as the reason. Who cited that? Oh, Abraham Sheck, member of LegCo, non-executive committee. Um, sorry, non-executive committee member of that company oh and by the way supporter of the extradition bill boy i mean talk about you know one face and two faces and <laughs> i'm just gonna have to calm steve words down right now. words we shan't be speaking on the radio we have a couple more minutes together thank you so much for your emails uh just say what's on your mind if you want morning brew at rthk.hk um yeah, Gloria, I hope that helped. Anything to leave us with, Steve? I mean, Nancy Pelosi was a very good thing to bring up. We have other sort of fairly hefty foreign bodies uh, kicking in as well, don't we, we? We do. And I think what everybody says about reputation is easy to lose, very hard to acquire. Mm. Hong Kong has worked very hard to acquire its good reputation. Thank you, Carrie.